Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 25. Uh, guys, you, a lot of you know this guest. Uh, he, he's amazing. Uh, he's just a powerhouse. Um, he's in a you know gifted evangelist, um, a, a very, very strong prophetic voice. I mean, he's also the pastor of the Rock Revival Center in Tacoma, Washington. Give it up for my guest today, Nathan French. Hey, brother. <laughs> hey, buddy. Welcome back to the show. Hey, man, I'm glad to be back. You know, yeah. it's uh, it's such a good time to be a believing believer on Amen. the earth, isn't it? Amen. Amen. So what have you been up to lately? I know last time we talked to you, you were in Florida, but you've since come back, correct? Yes, I, I was in Florida for a month. God sent me down there and I ministered in some different capacities. And man, it was just, it was a good time. It's always fun to be in the will of God. Um, mm-hmm. I really didn't want to go for a month, but you know, sometimes God will ask us to do something that's more of a challenge, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. so adjusting the schedule and, you know, um, I had, you know, different people stepped in and led at the church in my absence and it was great. Our team did a great job and and uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm so glad to be back though. And just in time for the winter, I hope it snows. Oh man. Yeah, me too. But I'm, I'm in the I'm, valley. So it's, you know, I'm believing for a white Christmas. Oh man, <laughs> that would be amazing. And, and I'm doing an audio book. I'm working oh, you on are? audio, but well, we're just starting the audio for, um, for the book one for the, oh, this yeah. book. This was my last book. Yeah. And, um, and so the audio book shall be out as soon as we can get it done. If it yeah. snows, we'll probably get more content done. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. so I'm, I'm believing for, I'm believing for snow. Yeah. You, you're gonna be when like it snows, I don't, yeah. I don't, my driveway is like really steep and long. Oh yeah. And so like when it snows, like I get, sometimes I get snowed in. Yeah. And I like it. Yeah. Because, you know, I stay busy, you know? So. Yeah. yeah. It's an excuse to get, get uh, all the other things done that maybe we're on like the back burner and stuff, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. That's exactly. great, man. Yeah, man. I love, I love snow. I just don't get, we don't get a whole lot down here. So whatever. Yeah, it's always a come. gift when it, when we do get it though. So you'll have to visit us in the Northwest then. I, I know. Well, I am in the Northwest, but it's, I'm in like the Willamette yeah, Valley. So it's like, yeah, it's not, it's not as good. So you're not that far away. Yeah. Well, Nathan, what's on your, I mean, you know, we, I obviously have some notes, but what's on your heart uh, to talk about? The title of the show is Simply Hearing God, which before the show, you and I were talking about how I really felt like this was a really good episode um, for people who maybe don't really know how to hear God, but also maybe I was just feeling there's some people out there that maybe you you do, but you just, you need some encouragement um, in, in hearing the, the voice of God. And, and maybe it's, I just think that a lot of eyes are going to be opened even to the, the people that God has been speaking to right now. And it's almost in a different frequency. Cause sometimes Nathan, I don't know if you're the same way, but sometimes I feel like God will shift his frequency of the way he's speaking to me because he's trying to grow me. He's trying to stretch me in how to hear his voice. Um, and so I, I think a lot of people are going to be really blessed by this episode. Amen. Well, it's one of my yeah. favorite topics. I mean, yeah. you know, you could spend your whole life learning and growing in hearing the voice of God. And what I've been learning from the Holy Spirit is that you 
uh, actually can develop a heart that wants to be led that actually will open your spiritual ears to hear better. Mm. So mm. the posture of our heart actually makes a difference in the way that we approach the Lord. And when he sees our willingness, he actually gets excited. And it's like the volume of his voice goes up. But I mean, I could I write books about the the topic, you know, and, and because I'm passionate about it, because it's my favorite topic. It's what yeah. changed my life was actually knowing God as friend mm -hmm. instead of just memorizing his sayings and using it against the people I was close to. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, man. So let's just go down the list here and then let's just see where it goes, man. Let's see okay. where the spirit leads. So the man. first one you have is tap into wisdom. So talk about that. Yeah. Well, one of the most important things I think to, you know, to be able to have in, in the scripture, it talks about Solomon and all of his wisdom and, mm -hmm. you know, and he, he could ask for anything, you know, I'll give you anything. I'll grant it to you. What do you, you know, what do you want? And he's, he asked for actually wisdom, not riches, not fame, you know, in our world system, people want fame. They want fortune, but in the kingdom, the, there's a recognition that the real fortune is him, mm. that he is the source. Like what would be better to get a little something from the warehouse or to be an owner? Mm. And so Jesus makes us an owner in everything that he has in his kingdom. And he gives us access to it all and says, here it is in my abundance, you're mine. And I see that you're mine now that I've tested you and you've shown to be surrendered and willing I can trust you. I, I, I trusted you with this. You were faithful. Now I can put you in charge of many things. So it's the heart of God as our heavenly father to bless us. He just wants to be first. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And they, the thing that, um, you know, you had said that behind the scenes as well, that God just wants to be first. And we had talked about, um, it's a really important uh, message. And it's the one that you had talked with Steve on, the, I think the last time you were on Elijah's dreams. Mm -hmm. But if we can just touch on this again, I think that there's a lot of people that God wants to bless right now, but there's this false sense of humility that's preventing them from receiving anything from God. Yeah, yeah. And, and truly, I think that what happens is if people aren't intimate with God, then, then they try to do the miraculous that they see other people operating in the miraculous where these signs follow those who believe. A perverse generation chases a sign only, but it's perverse to not pursue the one who holds it. So we have to pursue him because he is the one who brings the signs and wonders. And it's all for the purpose of what he said he came to do was seek and to save those who are lost. So there's nothing more precious in the realm of the spirit than souls. And so Jesus wants us to win souls. The Bible says there's wisdom in that. He who wins souls is wise. So it, it shows that then not winning souls would be unwise or foolish. So he wants us all to be soul winners. And it's an amazing thing when you can learn from somebody who has a passion for the lost. And he came to seek, save the lost. Who are those who are lost? Those who don't know him or don't have a, a saving relationship with the Savior. Like the Savior saves, but we need to yield to him. If somebody's trying to rescue you while you're drowning and you don't yield to the rescuer, then you could still drown. So it's not guaranteed, right? The Bible says that today's the day of salvation. We don't know if tomorrow is even going to happen, but by the grace of God, we believe it will. But if you're right with God now, oh my goodness, everything changes. So if you're watching the show right now, even on a replay, it is 
by God's design because he wanted you to hear the content of what's going to be covered so he can unlock you in the riches of his glory and so you can carry the anointing of God, which is so precious because it breaks the yoke, which is the bondage to sin. He wants to set us free and light us on fire so we can live all in for him. And the scripture he gave me for you today is, is 1 John, 1 John 2, 6. And that's 1 John chapter 2, verse 6. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. Now, I'm going to read this one more time, and I want, I want to just share on this just for a moment. Okay, so 1 John 2, 6. Write it down if you didn't already. 1 John 2, 6. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. I think that's such a powerful scripture. You know why? Because he's saying this thing is attainable, and some people think it's not. If you don't think you can walk like Jesus, like I'm not Jesus is a cop out. I'm not Jesus, so I can't heal them. You know, the truth is Christ is in us, the hope of glory. And so the, the resurrection power of Almighty God is in us by the Holy Spirit. When you receive the Holy Spirit, his same spirit, that's resurrection dunamis power, lives in you to flow through you. And that's why he said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. And so he said, this water I give you, you'll thirst no more. And in other words, you'll be eternally satisfied. One of the reasons that we've lost a big portion of, of the millennials or the next gen, their interest in church eanity is because they've been turned off by the, by the lack of authenticity and, mm -hmm. and by the apparent hypocrisy. But when you get enough people together, you realize, oh my gosh, we're all imperfect. We all mm -hmm. need saving. We yeah. all need grace. We all need true love. Mm -hmm. And when, when you see that you can actually do, he said, these things that I've done, you'll do also for I go to the Father. But, but guys, wait, don't go anywhere yet until the power comes from on high mm -hmm. so that Christ in us, remember he said, I'll send my spirit where I'm going. You can't come. But if I don't go, I can't send you the spirit or the counselor, which is the Holy Spirit that lives in us when we receive the Spirit of God. So then he puts the power in us, and he says, now these things that I've done, you go and do also, for I'm going to the Father. So that, that's powerful revelation that says, hey, what he did, you can do also in his name, because he doesn't, he didn't just die. He rose again. He conquered sickness, disease, death, hell, the grave, re regardless of what you're professor told you jesus lives he's a living king and we don't serve a dead letter you can read the scripture all day long but if you don't fall in love with the one it's about then you miss the whole point the mm. scripture is meant to point us to the person so we can be in love with the one who first loved us mm. yeah that's good man amen amen somebody uh, so you i, I want to go back to something you said because there are some people who are like that i've never heard that word before what is dunamis power Dunamis. So that would be like explosive. It's where we get the word dynamite. It's like mm -hmm. the Lord. Um, I, I was going through the transfer station the other day. I had a load and I was just dropping off some stuff at the dump. And um, and I saw the lady there behind the counter had a brace on. And the Lord said, I want you to pray for her. So I just said, um, can I say a quick prayer for your wrist? I didn't even ask her what happened. Sometimes I'll ask what happened because I want I want the compassion meter as she's telling me the story, a lot of times I have people tell me their story if there's time. 
Um, but if people are in a hurry or if there's cars behind or if you're waiting in line, it can actually be rude to take too much time. Yeah. So I just, I, I just um, oftentimes will say, tell me what happened. And then they'll start telling me their story. Number one, they feel you know, validated and loved because somebody's listening to them, but also it's building up the compassion meter, which releases more dunamis power as the power of God is filling you. Because what happens is the Lord will empower you almost like a turbocharger in an engine. It used to be you put down the gas and then nothing happened. And two, three seconds go and all of a sudden it'd kick in. It's like, you know what I mean? And that's how it is in the Holy Spirit. People are waiting to feel something before they do something. And God's like, He's not going to empower it until you take action because he's waiting to see the faith that he can reward. And some people are trying to get the reward without actually exercising the faith. And so it's not how it's set up to work in the realm of the spirit. So anyway, I knew this. And so I just reached out. I said, hey, can I say a quick prayer? And I began to stretch my hand out in faith. I started stretching my hand out, assuming that she was going to want to receive the prayer. Well, I could tell for her it was a little bit awkward, but at the same time, like she wanted to see what would happen because obviously I believed that she could be healed from a simple prayer, which yeah. I do believe. And I know that that's what happens. Mm -hmm. So I just reached out and I said, can I, can I just um, say a quick prayer? And notice how I framed it. Can I just say a quick prayer? So just is like not a big deal. And a quick means I'm not going to take forever uh, mm -hmm. prayer. So you, the language we use to position the miraculous is important. And you have to learn these things from somebody who's moving in it, not somebody who's just read books and has theories. You have to you have to be taught by the right people. And there's a lot of people who are actually teaching unbelief and they're and they're teaching it that since they're not in faith, they're coming. They're saying a perverse generation chases a sign. And, and so, you know, we shouldn't be like them. And, and what they're really is what they're really doing is they're preparing for the Holy Spirit action to be shut down in mm. people. Yeah. Or they build fear in, well, you know, it could be from the devil too. And then they start building in all this duplicity because the enemy can only counterfeit, but he can't create. Yeah. And so that's an important thing. So anyway, I just grabbed her hand and just in Jesus name, I just command this wrist to be healed. And I thank you, Lord, that you love this woman. And she's really a nice lady, I could tell. Uh, but she was really blessed, actually moved. And the spirit of God came and surged upon us. And, and as I was driving away and she was smiling and kind of like feeling her wrist and I, was, I wasn't even worried about if she received the full healing or or how good is it or go ahead and test it out so I can feel good that I prayed or, or let me get your testimony real quick. It was none of that. It's like, you know, sometimes it, that's appropriate, you know, depending on what God's doing. But in this case, it was like I just knew she got healed. I mm -hmm. knew when I felt the surge of the Holy Ghost. I mean, mm -hmm. I've done this. For a, a while now, you know, I've, yeah. I've I've operated from following the Spirit and stepping out, and I've seen thousands of miracles personally. And you know, and it, it never gets old. Every single time, it's like, oh yeah, that's just what God does. Mm -hmm. And if if somebody's never seen it before, I think the most exciting thing is to see unbelief get literally destroyed. The effects of the Spirit called unbelief. This kind comes out: deliverance, prayer, and fasting. So the spirit of unbelief is actually trying to prevent people from hearing God, obeying God, uh, you know, stepping out in the miraculous, praying for the sick. You know, what if it doesn't happen? How is that going to look on me? Mm -hmm. But what if it's not about us because we lost our life to find it? Mm -hmm. And so when you give yeah, your man. life away truly to the Lord, 
now it's no longer about you or your reputation or how is it going to look or how are they going to feel about me? And none of it, none of that is even in the picture. It's like God loves me and I love him. And because he loves them, I'm going to love them. And mm -hmm. if I give a cold cup of water or reach out and pray for somebody and I feel the Holy Spirit land on it, uh, that just blesses the Lord. And so I think my number one passion right now in this in this life, that's, you know, it's such a amazing time to be alive in history. I'm excited about mm -hmm. it. And, you know, my most I think my my focus is to help as many people as possible recognize that God is alive and that he loves them. And that he's gracious and kind and merciful. And that when we receive that goodness, it leads us to change our mind and then our direction. We can begin to live like him, just like he said in the word, these things I've done, you'll do also, for I go to the Father. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. That's powerful. I love it. <laughs> so when you pray for somebody, and they say they don't like, oh, you know, right then and there, you're not like, bang, oh, like all of a sudden their light grows out or whatever the case may yeah. be. But what I'm gathering from what you're saying is it's not our job to sit there and provide an explanation as to why it didn't happen or to beat ourselves up because we stepped out and prayed and nothing happened that we could see. Um that's not, that's kind of what I'm gathering. You're saying from those things that our job is simply just to, to be obedient, step out in faith. Yeah. It's a win when you've responded to God. If he gives you an unction, a prompting, a leading, and maybe you'll see something, an impression in the spirit, or maybe he highlights someone, or maybe he whispers in your thought patterns. Uh, but whatever it is that he is leading you to do, it's because he's positioning you to be able to be trusted with increase. And so when I first started in moving and hearing and obeying the voice of God, I was, I was, I was excited and optimistic that it was possible. Mm -hmm. And I had seen other pioneers in the faith, um, you know, in the past, and I'd watched videos and I'd met many leaders in, in the faith. And I, and I watched what they did and how they flowed. And I, and I was inspired by some of them. Some of them are a little goofy, but I was able to, you know, see the, the truth in what they were saying because it was scripture. And so then I was just like, you know what? If God's no respecter of persons, then what he does in that one and that one and that one, he can do in anyone. And so instead of being hung up on, on titles, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, we know those are real offices. Those are real graces. Those are real gifts in the body of Christ for Ephesians 4 for the equipping of the saints to the work of the ministry until we all come to the maturity of the faith. But people sometimes get so focused on, well, what, who am I? Well, what am I supposed to do? And, you know, they ask me all the time. People are calling me. I don't know how many, my emails are just bonkers. We have a whole team <laughs> handling emails and phone calls. I can't, sometimes I just got to turn my phone off for a yeah. couple of days just to recover because it's, it. it's a lot of work, but, but I, I delight in the work. It's not overwhelming. It's just that you can only do so much as a single person. But what, what I love to do is not just give talks or intellectual teaching, but, but be more, you know, like God, what do you want to do? And then he has always, he, he has a plan that's good, that's made, that's to prosper the people. And so if I can just say what he wants me to say and let him flow through me, I get excited to hear what he'll do. And, you know, anytime you see a miracle, like I was, I was praying for this lady in our meeting uh, a short time ago. And she was, I think I told this story on Elijah List. I, 
I've seen a lot of people come out of wheelchairs and, uh, and I didn't always see people coming out of wheelchairs, but I saw some, I saw some people come out of wheelchairs and I thought, well, God's no respecter of persons. If he can use that one to bring somebody out of that, that wheelchair, then he could use me. So, it, but I'm not going to see that happen if I'm not going to pray for people who are in wheelchairs. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. So I just started challenging myself and stepping out. And when I'd see somebody in a wheelchair, I would have compassion and that compassion meter would go up and I'd feel an anointing or an unction. I began to step into that. And then the spirit of God would land on the faith because when he sees action, he lands on it. So anytime God asks you to do something and you simply respond, maybe it's a yield, maybe it's a don't go yet. Maybe it's go there now. Maybe it's so this certain gift amount, um, whatever it is, if he asks you to do it, he's actually inviting you into a supernatural occurrence where we move from the natural mind or our natural result to a supernatural thinking and a supernatural result. And that's when you start to really destroy the works of the devil with Jesus and see him get his full reward. Like the enemy fears you when you're all in and you're on fire and you're just like, God, I'll do whatever you say. And I think this is where he's trying to get the body of Christ is every person needs to learn how to fully surrender and stay surrendered, stay pressed in, stay seeking, knocking, pursuing, and and being in a place of hunger and like, I need more of him because the world's pulling and tugging and trying to get us off in the wrong, you know, the wrong things. So if we can just focus on active pursuit, um, then we're seeking first the kingdom and then everything else uh, takes care of itself. And uh, you don't get distracted by the enemy and his tactics, you know, he'll set little traps, you know, along the way. So you, but if you're pressed into Jesus, you don't have to worry about what the enemy's doing because you're so focused with what God's doing as, Mm -hmm. as he is the breakthrough, right? He is the, he's the one we're pursuing. Yeah. So um, Nathan, how kind of to shift gears here, how can people hear, how, how, how do you simply hear God's voice? Okay. Somebody's like, I don't even know. I, I read my Bible, you know? Well, okay. So if you're okay, write down some, write down a couple of notes. If you have a pen handy, a pad or whatever, maybe your phone app, I don't know, but find a way to write down a couple of things and I'll share with you just a few uh, secrets. Now I've got my first, my first book is called, it's not meant to be a secret. Because humanism is like the secret. The secret was a show. It was a documentary that was really about humanism. Like if you think on something and focus on it and, and you believe that you could have that, that material item, then, then you could draw it into your life and it just works. And they, they say that, you know, you should do this. But here's the thing. It's really secular humanism. It takes a, a principle from the Bible, but then twists it to be about ourselves. Mm-hmm. This thing's never meant to be about us. It's not meant to be selfish, but selfless. So if it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, the life I live, I, I live unto Christ. To die is to gain. Those who lose their life find it means if you've truly surrendered to God, which is a daily thing, it's really a thought by thought. But if, if you surrender the Lord, he surrounds and he fills like some people just need to be filled with the spirit of God. And and you can't really hear God very clearly if you're not filled with the spirit of God. But when the spirit of God comes in and we can pray that prayer together here in a little bit, 
And when you receive the spirit of God, like right now, this is what you should. Let me just lead you in a quick prayer. Say this prayer, because if you really want to hear God's voice, it starts here. Say, Jesus, I surrender to you. And I ask you to be my Lord and my Savior of every area of my life. I surrender to you. And I ask right now that as my Savior, because you died for me on the cross, I give you every sin. I confess all sin. And I ask you to wash me now and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I forgive myself. I forgive those who've hurt me. Through the blood of Jesus, a bunch of you are going to get healed right now. I'm just so excited about it. I release the healing of the Lord over your body. Every sickness, every disease, any infirmity, get out. I rebuke you, spirit of infirmity. And I command the blessing of the Lord to come upon you right now for faith, for finance, and for faith to be able to move and follow the spirit. Even I pray for ear blockers to be removed and the activators by the word of God to come forth like my sheep hear my voice and a stranger's voice they will not follow. Yeah, in the name of Jesus, I release the that adoption, that sonship, that that glory right now to come upon you and somebody's back's getting healed. I see a lady in your neck on the on the back right mm-hmm. upper part there. Your neck is being healed. Just start moving it and thank God. As you're moving it and you just say, "Thank you, Lord. I receive it." And you'll be healed. And then I see a man your knees have been hurting and I just command all knee pain to go right now in Jesus name. Another person, your feet were swelling and then you were having to pull your socks off to regain comfort. And I just feel like God's saying, I'm healing you right now. I'm, I'm taking away the swelling and, and the Lord wants you to hydrate because you're not drinking enough uh, water. You drink all at once water and it just goes through you. Just drink a little, little sips, stay hydrated throughout the day. Keep a water bottle close by so you don't forget. And the swelling in your ankles is going to go down and your feet um, are are restored right now in the name of Jesus. If you believe that, you could just say, I receive it. Amen. Amen. So teaching about hearing the Lord, I, I just went to this book one. Um, by the way, these are tools that I have a, a, a special offer. Uh, I'll mention it now in case I forget. OK, yeah, the, the special offer, if you guys want to do a study on hearing the voice of God. You could you could dive into this for months, but I've streamlined um, in these three books. It's a three-part series, and you can get these books um, for free. It's a gift if, for monthly partners. And if you want to be a partner with us in the ministry, Partners in the Harvest, you just go to uh, NathanFrenchMinistries.com is the website, and you can you can partner with the ministry, and we send you not just this book, the new book, called One, which is Unity for the Harvest and Hearing God's Voice, but you're going to hear really, really well. Start with the first book in the series. I'm going to send you all three, but it's not meant to be a secret. Uh, The second book is Rushing the Floodgates of Heaven. They're all very thick, very, very uh, powerful books, and I'm really surprised when I read through this how how simple it is to understand, but let me read this to you. This is from um, my last book, the third book, and it's uh, it, the page number. It, it's like page 312. This is page 312 from uh, this new book called One. And again, you can pick these up at um, NathanFrenchMinistries.com. And you can get all three for free if you sign up as, as a new um, partner in ministry. There's a link okay. in the description, too. Thank you, for doing, thank you for doing that. 
It's and there. You know people. what? You're going to hear the voice of God like never before. There's only yeah. so many ear blockers. You know, pride comes from self-reliance and pride actually is an ear blocker. The Lord told me, he said, Nathan, do you know that humility actually opens the ears and humility comes from surrender, right? Surrender. Like if you believe God knows more than you, then you will listen from a heart that desires to be directed and he'll turn. He can actually spiritually turn up the volume. He'll tune your ears to the tones of heaven. And, and there's certain key ingredients. You just needed these keys to unlock uh, the full hearing of the voice of God. It's amazing. Like when I started in this, bro, I was driving down I-5. I've told this story before, but I, I was driving down I-5. First time I really heard God like in a fantastic way. And it was like, all of a sudden he says, take the next exit. There's a woman. She's got a pinched nerve in her lower back and she's wearing a sweatshirt and I want to heal her. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like he just said, there's a woman. <laughs> take the next exit. She's wearing a sweatshirt. She's got a pinched nerve. She's in her lower back and I'm going to heal her. So there's five things God says to me. So we pull off at the rest stop. There's only one woman in a sweatshirt. So I knew right away who she was, but I still wasn't convinced that I was hearing God. I was just going to test it to see if I was hearing because the Bible says, test the spirit and see if it be of God. And some people aren't really testing it. They're not experimenting with it. They're not like childlike enough, maybe because they're like worried about what if I get it wrong and mm. it, how will that look on me? And maybe I'll discredit God and I got it wrong before mm. and all these things, right? They're past and, and it's creeping in. And the Lord's like, no, no, no. Start with a fresh slate. Like his mercies are new every morning. Mm. Give yourself some grace. Like tell That's people, good. look, I'm practicing hearing the voice of God. And so I'm just wondering, does this make sense? And then see what they say. I mean, I've had words that were wrong, but then all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. The Lord gives me all this great revelation that no yeah. one could have known. And I'm just like, great. So anyway, that lady, I said, can I say a quick prayer for you? God told me you had a pinched nerve in your lower back. And she was astonished. Like she looked at me like, who are you? And I said, I'm just a guy that loves Jesus and he <laughs> loves you. And I just want to say a little prayer for you because yeah. God's going to heal you right now. And that's what I said. I actually said, God's going to heal you right now. Because I was so confident that I heard, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word. Jesus is the living word. So when, when I heard the Lord, and then I tested the spirit to see that it was right, I saw it was right. Do you have a pinched nerve in your lower back? Well, yes. How did you know that? And I said, well, because God told me that I you need to I swear I'm not a stalker. It was Jesus. Yeah, like he told me, pull off yeah. here. And there's a woman. Yeah. I said, can I say a quick prayer for you? And yeah. she responded, they've been praying for me for years and wow. nothing's happened. And I was like, you know what? Today's your day. Because mm. if he reveals it, he heals it. And that statement just came right out of the spirit of God. And, and she's like, okay. And, and I said, can I just put my hand there? You always want to ask permission, you know? So I put my hand there and I said, in Jesus name, I command this back to be healed. Now, I didn't say, oh, Lord, oh, Father, please heal this woman. That's not a prayer from authority. That's a prayer asking God to exercise his authority. But God wants us to recognize he gave us all authority. Jesus was given all authority. Now, Christ in us is the hope of glory. And he said all authority was given to him. And so Jesus has all the authority, but we're sons and daughters of the most high God grafted in the royal priesthood seated with him in heavenly places, you know, and now he's like, these things I've done, you do also. 
And so I saw this lady get healed completely from years of pain. And she's jumping and dancing and crying and laughing wow. at the same time. And I'm just like, I used to make fun of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like I used to make fun of this stuff on TV. I thought it was hokey. I'm like, who's trying to turn the church into a dog and pony show? Yeah. Some kind of circus act until the power of God started flowing through me. So somebody is looking at this um, kind of like trying to wanting to believe it, but has never really seen it. And I really feel like God wants to encourage you. You don't have to be able to see it before you can believe it. Just know that the word says it so it's true and then begin to step out on what you've just heard and he'll use you as well. This isn't about super apostles. This isn't about, oh yeah, that's just because he's an apostle or a prophet or or an evangelist. No, Jesus said these signs will follow the prophets. No, these signs will follow the evangelist. No, these signs will follow those who believe. The requirement is that you believe. And you won't believe if you've never seen. So blessed are those who believe who have not yet seen. But once you've seen, once you've heard, once you've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, you can't help but want to participate again yeah. in the thing that he does. So um, breaking that down, that yeah, woman was, was filled with the Spirit of God. She was filled with hope. She was so full of God. By the time we left there, we were just amazed. I couldn't wait to do it again. I said, oh, I now what? The Lord said, go to Chevron. There's a guy there. There's a woman. There's a pinched nerve. There's a knee. There's a foot. And, and he started speaking to me through words of knowledge, words of wisdom. And it's all in the Bible, but nobody ever taught me this stuff. And, and even if somebody would teach it, it, read the scripture in a church setting, a lot of people just didn't understand it. So nobody really dived into it. Nobody mm -hmm. really wants to go where they've never been and, and have to try to produce what they've never seen. So you got pastors a lot of times that just don't know and they're not moving in the gifts. They're not moving in the gifts so they can't fully bear the fruit. And then they're trying to reproduce themselves by teaching some sayings to, to, to young people that really have lost interest, a lot of them. So God wants to light the fire of this next generation and teach them how to simply flow in hearing him and, and obeying his voice so that the supernatural can become a normal part of their Christian experience. Mm, it's so amazing. Good. So in the book here, you asked the question, how do yeah. I hear the voice of God? The Lord said to me, he said, I will teach you. We don't need anybody to teach us, but we don't have many teachers, right? Don't call anyone father. But yet he said, um, you know, Jesus said, father, he said, father, this and father that, but then it says you don't have many fathers. So it's sometimes in the Bible, it sounds like there's contradictions. So you have to understand the, the context, but here's what Here's what um, the Lord said. He said, I will teach you. And that's not just a word for me. He spoke this to me, but he's saying, I want to teach you by the spirit of God that you received when you got born again. When you said, yes, I know that the cross split time, ADs after his death, BCs before Christ. Historically, uh, you know, we know it's a fact. It's not like we just believe it. No, it's, it's a fact. Jesus came. He died on the cross. He conquered sickness, disease, death, hell, and the grave. There's nothing going around in the kingdom. He said, by my stripes, you're healed. It's past tense paid for. We receive it by believing it. So if somebody tells you there's this virus and that thing going around, you got to be able to look at that and go, okay, for the people who don't have any faith, they're not protected. So it's no wonder they're tuning in to fear and propaganda and agenda that's demonic. And we know what it is. It's twisted. But 
at the end of the day, we have to recognize this is the beginning of the third great awakening. This mm -hmm. is the most exciting time to be yeah. alive. Like this is go time. This isn't like sit back and hope we get through, brother, and help and pray for me, brother. I'm just gonna get through it. <laughs> okay. So I will teach you. The Lord said, I want to I want you to teach others how to move in hearing my voice and how to exercise faith through prophecy. Prophecy is the result of hearing me, for I tell you things that you do not know. You have heard it said, Don't show people how big your fish is teach them how to fish. I am telling you to show others how to hear just like you yourself have been hearing. This is the Lord giving me an instruction. It's like a mandate or a command. You know, a command is anything he asks us to do, not just what was uh, written commands, but there's also voice commands. And God still speaks today, just like all those who put pen to parchment, steps to hearing God. You get quiet, number one, Number two, you start talking to the friend that sticks close to the brother. Just open up communication. How are you, Lord? Is there anything you want to say to me? Thank you for this. Thank you for that, God. You're so good. And you're praising him and you're loving on him. And pretty soon you're like, you hear something in your thought patterns like, beloved, I love you. I see you. I told mm -hmm. you I'd never leave you. Don't worry about that girl. Don't worry about that young man. I've got it figured out. I've got a plan. I just want you to rest in me. My hope is yours. My gifts, my power is yours. You are mine and I am yours. Abide in me, beloved, and I will abide in you. Take my yoke upon you. Learn to me. My yoke is easy and my burden is light and you'll have rest for your soul. Listen to me carefully for I'm about to give you instruction that will unlock the purpose of your destiny and you will see what I'm planning to reveal. And as you taste, which is to perceive, and as you see you're going to know exactly what to do so you're not stuck like you thought you were. You're not being held back. I love you. I can't wait to promote you. Just stay sensitive in this place of rest, and I'll reveal to you all the secrets of my heart, and you will know exactly what to do and in the order that I ask you to do it. You will do it, and you will see what you're believing for because I put the desire in you to reward it. So watch and listen, and you will hear. And when you hear me, you will be filled with faith, and that faith will protect you from the spirit of fear that I did not give you, because I am the source of love that drives out the spirit called fear. Mm. See that yeah. I heard just now. Yeah, I just I just started to hear because I'm always listening for him. So sometimes I'll start talking. He just kind of takes over. I'm just an instrument. <laughs> I mean, we're instruments of righteousness is yeah. what the Bible says. And some mm -hmm. people are like, who does he think he is? Well, I'm just a child of God. I don't know. Who do you think you are? Hopefully, you know, you're a child of God. And if you're not mm -hmm. a child of God, you should become one because it's amazing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's times too. So like, I think there's some people that you, you are operating in the Holy Spirit and you don't realize it because there have been so many times. Um, where you've said things to people and it was exactly what they needed to hear, but you don't remember what you said. And that yeah. was the Holy Spirit. It was so, the Holy right, Spirit. Nathan? Yeah. He kicked in like a turbo charge. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the other thing is write down what the Lord says. When you, mm -hmm. when the Lord sees you come to him and, and he sees that you pull out a pa pad or a paper, uh, a pen, you know, he sees that as an act of faith. And he said he rewards faith and diligence and seeking and hunger. And we know unbelief is an ear blocker. We know that pride is an ear blocker. 
Uh, we know that um, the lack of seeking, right, shows a lack of hunger. So that, that there's going to be a lack of reward. So reward will follow hunger because he rewards those who diligently seek him. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst. Hungry people we eat. And he said, the, the food that I give you, he is the bread of life. So he said, eat of my flesh. He's saying, eat my words because the word Jesus became flesh. Mm. Yeah. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today. So when you start hearing God, um, when does prophecy come into it? Well, you know what it is? Everything that God speaks is prophecy. Mm. God is speaking and we're listening and saying what we're hearing him say. And that, brother, is prophecy. There's foretelling and there's foretelling. Those are two different types of, of the prophetic. Foretelling is when you're declaring something and calling forth those things that are not as though they are. He said, call those things that are not as though they are. And what happens is they shall be. Why? Because there's power in the tongue. The book of James says, you know, the tongue is the rudder of a ship. Life mm -hmm. and death are in the power of the tongue. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. He's saying what you speak will actually shape your outcome. That's why we got to get in the scripture and renew our mind with the living word of God. That's the reason, like, when I write, I write, I write what he says, but I always look for what scripture, um, you know, is, is the foundational scripture behind what he said. Like here, um, this is Hebrews 11, 6, but, but without faith, it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. In John 10, 27, it says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I love that scripture because he's saying my sheep hear. So to not believe that you hear is one of the, un, is one of the ear blockers, not believing mm -hmm. this scripture would be, you know, anything not of faith is sin. So you can even confess the sin of not believing. And then he cleanses you from all unrighteousness and he starts to unlock your capacity to hear. But you have to know that the Bible doesn't say my prophets hear my voice. It says my sheep hear my voice and a stranger's voice or another voice they will not follow. So mm -hmm. we're either hearing ourselves or we're in our own thoughts. Or we're hearing the devil, that's the stranger he tells us not to uh, listen to. Or we're hearing the good shepherd, the guardian of our soul. And when we hear the voice of the Lord, faith is imparted. You wonder how people get so faithful and, and they're just living in the blessing. They're living the dream. And people are jealous of them and they're like, oh, they shouldn't be so blessed. It's like, what do you realize they actually had to give up their life? Now, maybe they gave up fortune, they gave up fame, they gave it all up just so they could be with God. Mm -hmm. And then God sees their heart and starts to reward it. So I think there's a lot of people out there that are extremely blessed. I know I'm one of them. And, and the reason that I feel so blessed is because I realize if I have him, I have it all. Mm -hmm. I don't have, I don't even have any needs that he hasn't already provided for. Mm -hmm. And I think people need to learn to live in that place of yieldedness because it's like an open sale. It's like when God sees that our willingness is to do what he says, then he puts wind in our sail and it moves the whole boat and everybody that's with us gets blessed. And so I just love to, to ask him questions because he sees questions as hunger. He mm. sees uh, when we say, Lord, what are you doing right now? Is there anything you want to say to me? Lord, is there anything you would like me to do? Your servant is listening. 
that language really gets his attention. Your servant is listening. Here I am, Lord. Some people are going, here I am. Send yeah. that person. And it's like, no, no, here I am. Lord, send me. What do you want me to do? Go over and talk to your neighbor. I just want you to tell him that I love him. That really? Like, I don't have time for that. It's like, go tell him that I love him. And you go over there and you say, hey, God told me to remind you that he really loves you. Or maybe it's the first time they'd ever heard that. All of a sudden, they're getting saved. They're getting filled with the spirit. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to pray for you. Would that be okay? Yeah. Okay, Lord, I thank you for my neighbor. I bless him. I thank you, God. Do a mighty work in his life. Lord, bless his family, God. Give him divine health and favor. And Lord, reveal yourself to him in a powerful way, I pray in Jesus' name. Right? Mm -hmm. And so we, we love on him, the Lord, by loving on the one that's next to us, who is our neighbor. And so anyway, just living out loud, living Jesus every day, staying close to him so you can hear his voice, and then be a learner, be, be a student of the word, because faith is imparted every time we read the scripture. And more importantly than just reading the scripture, um, you don't just want to be a hearer only, but a doer of the word. Mm -hmm. And so it's more important to be a doer of the word. And to be a doer, you have to actually hang out with the word who is Jesus. And when you hang out with them, you develop in the relationship. There's nothing religious about it. It's like, it's not do, do, do. And then maybe you can become it's that's, that's do, do. But Jesus is like, nope, it's done. It's done. It's yeah. finished. I, I love you. I, you can't mess this up. You know, my love is, is endless. It's the height, the depth, the breadth, the width of the love of God is, 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 is endless. And it's a supernatural kind of love. So he loves us as he speaks to us. When, when you want to get loved by God, you have to listen to what the Lord is saying. He's like, I love you, but, but Lord, I did this and I did that. And I'm so sorry. And he's like, I love you. I don't remember that because you confessed it. And now I've cleansed it. And so you're a new creation and let's start fresh. Today's the, a new day, a new dawn, a new era. Come on, let's run this thing together. This race that's marked out for, for you. So good, man. So um, from what you can see, because I, I noticed that there are some who, you know, they were like, I didn't even know you could prophesy or, oh, that was only for Nathan French or that was only for Robin Bullock or that was only for this person or that person or it was only for Elijah, you know? Um, yeah. And so I, I know there are those people, but then there are also people that fall into the camp of they'll say, oh, I believe in miracles. Oh, I believe in, you know, the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. I believe in, you know, prophecy. But then every single prophecy that comes their way, they're like, that's not a prophecy. That's not a prophecy. That's okay. Not a prophecy. So, so what's your insight into that? Yeah, I would say, number one, um, you know, it's okay to test the spirit and see if it be of God. If, it, if it's God, you're going to know because there's an unction on it. Now, somebody who's deceived isn't going to know that they're deceived or they wouldn't be deceived. And if they're deceived and you give a true word, that true word will sound like a lie. Mm -hmm. And so there's some people are deceived. And they're not receiving words that if they partnered with the word that was spoken, then there'd be fruit or something would be produced that would be good out of that. So it's like, you know, we have to partner with the words that are spoken. If somebody prophesies over me, it's a good word and I like it. I just say I receive it. I don't go, where's that in the Bible? You know what I mean? I mean, there's people that are just like that. So the religious spirit, it comes out of insecurity, right? Insecurity is a type of fear. If somebody doesn't believe that they're pre-approved by the Lord, then they'll try to prove it. So the idea is like there's people that are literally trying to earn it, but but yet God proved it. 
Like he mm -hmm. became our sin who knew no sin and he calls us his righteousness. That's an amazing gift. Like yeah. salvation is the greatest miracle of all. It's like he takes our, our old ways where we were living for ourselves and trying to satisfy the lust of the flesh, the pride of life and all the nonsense. And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to take you in this condition, broken and selfish and miserable in your sin. And I'm going to take all that off of you and I'm going to call you a new creation. I'm going to make you clean. And now you're mine and now you're fresh and now it's a new beginning. And he's like, he gives us that gift and he calls us righteous. And then he says, be holy as I am holy, be righteous as I am righteous. And that just means live right, surrendered for him and let him move through us. And so I got distracted. The dogs kind of barked. My, my wife just got home from work. Hi, honey. I love you. <laughs> yeah. I love that's it. My, that's our little doggy. Oh, yeah. What, 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 what did I get to it? You did. Yeah. So my other question is, um, so something that I've noticed um, just in the years of observing prophecy, even biblical prophecy, I mean, maybe you can make the argument that all prophecy is biblical, but, but the prophecies in the Bible, a lot of them are slow burn, man. And, yeah. um, and I think that there's a lot of people, I'm just kind of basing my questions to you off of conversations I've had with friends, even about prophecy um, is, so my question is this is a prophecy that somebody's made that hasn't come true yet, but in their mind, isn't true now. Um, is it, is that prophecy now false? And well, if it, if it has, if there was a time frame given to the word mm -hmm. and it didn't come to pass in the time frame, then the time frame would have been incorrect. So that mm -hmm. part of the prophecy would not be true, yeah. but some prophecies like the, we've seen in the Bible where they take hundreds of years. So yeah. it's like, there was, there was, it's yeah. not over. If it's not yeah. over, then that word's still there yeah. and, and it still stands. If it's God, it will come to pass. Mm -hmm. And if we put a time frame on it, we better be, you know, right. So there needs to be a reverential fear of God. And it's the reverence for God where we don't want to do anything that would hurt his heart. We're not just saying things just to say things. But there is an important thing here that I think needs to be stated. Mm -hmm. The difference between foretelling and forthtelling. When you call something forth, that's where you're speaking life. James says there's power in our tongue. Life and death are in the power. So if I say, oh, man, things are going to work out for you. You know, God's going to do great things. You know what you're believing for. He's going to bring to pass. You know, he put that desire in you to fulfill it. That's called encouragement. And that's really, really good. Now, if I throw something in there, oh, you're going to get that house. Of course, you're going to get. You know what? God wants to bless you, man. And then you're like, oh, man, he said I was going to get that house. I was so excited. And then when it came time to get that house, I didn't get that house. So his prophecy was wrong. He's probably just false. OK, this mm -hmm. is what's happening in the world. And mm -hmm. so people give words because they're trying to encourage. They're calling those things that are not as though they are with good intentions. But maybe what God was saying is in, perhaps he wasn't saying anything. But but on, in some cases, that person was trying to encourage. They were forth telling, calling forth in faith. It says if two agree on a thing, it's established. So two people agree on a thing and it's established. Somebody who's new and moving in the prophetic maybe would be afraid to get it wrong right but mm -hmm. but that they just need to be, get loved on so they don't have that fear of getting it wrong and mm -hmm. as you get loved on that fear the spirit of fear leaves but the fear of god the reverential fear of god that causes you to come to him instead of moving away from him like sin uh, causes us to move away from god it separates us nothing separates us from his love but 
sin separates us from that closeness, that intimacy mm-hmm. with God. But not fearing getting it wrong is really, really important to be able to give yourself the grace to step out and start getting it right more often, getting increased clarity, having your ears tuned to the tones of heaven. You know, the, the whole motivation of, of this last book, bro, was that there's a people who are like, oh my gosh, the first book I read all of it. It was amazing. And I can hear God mm-hmm. so much better. Um, the second book, um, it's like next level and the mm-hmm. stories are so powerful. And I realized I can do it too. And then the third book was like, you know what? The, the oneness of his people, this is what the enemy's after is division, die vision. He want, the enemy wants to, dis, he wants to dissolve or destroy the vision of God's people so that because people who can't see, they perish, right? That people mm-hmm. perish from lack of vision. So he wants, he's pro vision. He's for, pro means for, he's pro vision. He is pro vision. He's for our ability to see. And so when we come into oneness, unity in the faith, it comes from loving each other and seeing the value of an individual and recognizing how precious they are. Like, mm-hmm. I, I I, mean, I see you and I'm like, oh, man, this guy is so precious. He's amazing. And I see, you know, I see people and I'm like, oh, look at what's in their heart. Yeah. And they just want to help people. And yeah. anyway, it makes me happy mm-hmm. to, um, you know, to be able to get a vision from the Lord and then to see you know, uh, what he sees. And you can actually learn to see through the mind of Christ what he sees and and also learn to grow and develop in hearing simply the voice of God. Mm-hmm. And so if you're forth telling, it might sound like this. Um, oh, this, uh, this show, this offshoot of Elijah Streams and Elijah List, um, this Elijah Fire program is going to impact directly around the nations of the earth the millennials, the people who are hurt by church, the people who don't even have a church home, maybe they've just, they've been feeling like set apart, um, but they're looking for their new assignment. And many of them are watching right now, but this show is going to increase in capacity, influence and affluence. And God's going to pour his spirit out because of the heart that's behind it, the, the DNA to connect people in intimacy into their kingdom assignment. And because the heart of God is on this, as a tool to disciple people who would not be discipled uh, without it, uh, the Lord is going to bless the work of your hands and he's going to give you lots of great projects. And you'll be talking with some of the elect of the earth, some of mm. the generals in the faith that understand the heart of the father for a lost generation. Mm. And so that's, I just bless you with that mm. word. That was a prophetic word for you, for your, and for I your receive it. For man. Show. <laughs> Come on. So, Okay, so this is actually a really good question. Um, we're almost out of time, but okay. I really want to hit this question because I've had people in the past who, you know, um, they, you know, say their church is trying to, to, they're doing a teaching on prophecy and they say, okay, yeah. I want you guys to get into groups of two or groups of three or groups of four. And right. I want you to practice prophesying over each other. Uh-huh. Now, I know people that have a huge issue with that. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what your opinion on well, that. Here's, whole, here's, yeah. here's, my, here's my opinion, because I'm somebody who, wherever I go, I travel all over the world. Um, you know, my goal is to see the church unlocked in yeah. the full expression yeah. of the movement of the Holy Spirit. And so just because somebody gives a bad word or somebody came as a plant from the enemy to bring bad words to try to stop the prophetic culture from emerging, which happens, by the way. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was gone and 
Florida for a month and, and a, a woman came under a Jezebel spirit and tried to take over the service while I was gone. And our leaders weren't qu quite uh, equipped to know what to do in my absence in that case. But I addressed it and everything was fine. I actually called in, uh, just happened to call in because God had given me a dream. Uh, and I knew already that the enemy's plan was to try to destroy the church in my absence. Yeah. I'm only gone for 30 days, but it ended up being a really, really awesome thing because all things work together for the good, according to those who love God and are called uh -huh. according to his purpose. Right. So I was actually really glad that that woman came and and did that. Because the reason I was glad is because right after God had us go into a a prophetic uh, teaching series called Prophets and Prophetic People, uh, very powerful if you guys get a chance to go uh, on Facebook and watch some of those episodes. They're on Nathan French Ministries Facebook uh, page. You can like it. You can watch those episodes. But here's the thing. When, when, when people are just starting out to learn to move in the prophetic, you have to allow for there to be simple instruction and enough grace that they don't bury their gift. Because everybody's been given by the one spirit, we access this gift. And by the same spirit, another gift so that it's like it doesn't say you get one gift it's it says you get the spirit and in the holy spirit is all nine gifts and you can access any of those nine gifts as the lord wills in a certain particular case if he asks you to dig a ditch he's not going to you know give you a toothpick he's going to give you the tool you need to do the yeah. thing he's calling you to do so in a prophetic culture in the church the reason pastors and leaders will shut down the prophetic is because number one, if they're not right with God, then they don't want anybody learning to hear God. And that's when they emphasize, we hear God by the Bible. And really mm -hmm. they got secret sin and you know all this mm -hmm. stuff's going on. They don't want people to hear that they're actually not on track or that they're not doing what they're supposed to or, or that they're, they're, they just uh, you know made a deal with the devil because the, yeah. the person who gives half a million dollars a year to the church has a, a gay a daughter. And he said, if you ever talk about homosexuality in this service, we'll withdraw a half a million dollars a year from the church. Mm -hmm. And now that pastor's sure not happens. even yeah. saying anything about what the Bible says about homosexuality. Now, I love people. God loves people. Uh -huh. But he doesn't like perversion. Yep. But, but there's a big portion of the body of Christ that's perverse because nobody calls it out. Mm. And so, and the pastors, if they're not right with God, then what happens, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so they, they want to shut down the prophetic because they have something to hide. But listen, if there's, if there's transparency and if there's a grace culture that celebrates, even when you miss it, if you try, if you're trying to learn to grow in an area, it needs to be allowed and it needs to be celebrated. Even the misses need to be celebrated so that people will actually be willing to take a risk and what I do is I say, I tell people, like, let people know when you're prophesying, let them know you're practicing. And that way that, you know, there's enough grace for them to grow and develop. You know, I was, mm -hmm. last Sunday I was preaching at our church, the Rock Revival Center, and the Lord said, call that woman out. So I said, hey, ma'am, right here, uh, four rows back in this color shirt. I said, uh, I saw you. I said, have I ever met you before? Because I wanted to establish that I would not met her before. And then she goes, nope, this is the first time I've been here. And I heard about you from Elijah List, right? Oh, so really? came in from, yeah. Thank you, by the way. You're showing, oh, yeah. you, you guys are doing a good job. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. So people are finding the church in our area. They're like, we didn't know you were so close. This is amazing. It's been awesome. a lot of fun. So anyway, I said to the lady, I said, I see you as a teacher. Are you a teacher? And she goes, well, yes, I am. And I go, yeah. When I looked at you, I saw my second grade teacher, Mrs. Brown, 
And she was actually one of my favorite teachers. And she goes, oh, my goodness. Well, I'm a second grade teacher. Okay, now you see how that happened. I looked yeah. at her. I saw that she was a teacher. And then I asked the question. I didn't say, you are a teacher and you teach second grade. Now, if I would have done that and she would have gone, well, number one, I'm not a teacher, but maybe I have a gift of teaching, um, but I don't teach second grade. I teach ninth grade. You know what I mean? So I, I, I worded it in such a way where if it was wrong, right, then it would still be within the framework because I'm asking a question. Now, of course, I asked, I said second grade and I said teacher. So it was totally right. And she was amazed. And of course, she came back, uh, you know, well, that was Saturday night and she came back Sunday morning uh, for our Sunday morning gathering. So mm -hmm. it was it was awesome. And and what happened, though, is is she was like, oh, my goodness, like that was so powerful because he knew nothing about me. He called me out in a crowd while he was up there talking. Yeah. And now I know that God sees me. That's what she was. Th she was thinking, wow, God actually sees me. And he knows everything about me. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of the prophetic and raising up a prophetic culture in the church, which is so important yeah. to bring people into the maturity of the faith. And so it's it, I, I love to help establish a prophetic culture in the churches where I travel to. And so mm -hmm. if you're watching this and you have a church and you're trying to establish whether you're a, a youth leader, I feel like there's some youth leaders watching. There's some mm -hmm. people that, you know, I know this is going to be replayed, but. I know that if you're watching this and you uh, have a heart for revival, not just to have another milk toast, watered down, seeker sensitive, lukewarm meeting that doesn't even come to anything worth talking about. If you really want to see revival and awakening, contact me and I would love to help breathe on the flame of your church. There, there's no doubt that God's about to pour his spirit out on all flesh. We're seeing a move of God mm -hmm. right here in the Northwest. The time is now. Don't mm -hmm. worry about the fake news. Start tuning into the good news, the gospel. Jesus is doing what we've waited for him to do our whole lives. Mm -hmm. And it's time for destiny to be unlocked for Amen. inheritance. And the, the spirit of the Lord is literally pouring out on all flesh. Amen. Amen. Well, um, Nathan, Pray for the people, man. Amen. Okay. I feel like God wants to impart some awesome Woo. stuff. Yeah. Okay, Jesus, we just thank you right now that your heart is to awaken the planet. Yes, and sir. I'm asking God that every single person, God, that you would pour your spirit out on them, that they would be unlocked in hearing and obeying your voice, and that they would be excited to see what you're going to do at every turn. I pray that godly entheos would just be built in to every person who watches this broadcast, any person who can hear uh, my voice right now. I pray that you would touch them and that you would move through them and remove hindrances and roadblocks and distractions and all the rabbit trails that can sometimes happen when people start flowing in the prophetic. I pray you keep them on track as they seek you, that they'll find you as they knock, as they're active in pursuit that they will be rewarded. And I ask God that you'd pour your spirit out and bless each one, unlock their destinies, help them see that they were made to hear and obey from just listening and quieting themselves and mm -hmm. asking questions. Yes, and so Lord. Lord, would you help them to be able to write down, to capture those things that you speak and see that as the wisdom, the pearl of great price, the, the wisdom that it would be imparted into each person and that they would just come alive in the spirit restore mm -hmm. their families, God. We break the chains by faith of every stronghold of the enemy, and we ask for a mighty move of the Spirit 
to begin to sweep through their homes, sweep through their families, sweep through their businesses, uh, sweep through their friendships and their relationships and their colleagues. And Lord, we just bless what you're going to do in each person's life. We know your plans are good and that they're made and they're to prosper and to harm and to give us a future. And I hope we believe you, God. And you said, my sheep hear my voice, a stranger's voice. They will not follow. And then Jeremiah 33, 3, remember that scripture. Memorize Jeremiah 33, 3. It's a powerful word and a reminder for us in Jesus' name. Amen, man. Nathan, it's always great when you're on Elijah Streams or Elijah Fire, man. I just, I think your life, your life uh, bears the fruit of everything that you talk about. And I think that that's something that um, you just set a great example, dude. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, man, hey, when's the next Awaken the Planet? Are you planning another one? Yes, we're going to be doing Awaken the Planet Brazil. We haven't released the dates yet. We, we've been kind of like looking at what what's happening with some of the restrictions. I know things are starting to open up a little bit broader now. Yeah. Um, but people ask me all the time, you know, do you think I should take a vaccine? And I say, you know, well, I think you should ask the Lord what you should do. Mm. Um, I, I personally, my my vaccine is the blood of Jesus. And I recommend that you not worry about things going around, but instead that you just stay with him, stay close to him. You know, things that come against us get burned up. Look at mm -hmm. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. If the mm -hmm. fire of God burns brighter and hotter in you, then what opposes you actually gets, gets uh, burned up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just walk in faith and feed your flame. Like feed your fire. Our God's a consuming fire. He came to baptize by water and by fire and by the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit. So right. my encouragement is press into him and get a big, bright, hot flame. You keep feeding that thing. You keep stoking your fire. You're going to just be like an inferno. You walk into place, people get healed. I've, I've walked into businesses and had people fall out. I've walked into people's uh, churches, you know, unannounced and had leaders get healed of stuff. I didn't even pray for them. That's just what you carry actually is transferred to the people around you. So what you carry matters and what you carry has a lot of value. So stoke your flame, carry the presence, carry mm -hmm. it with you everywhere you go and protect it. When the enemy tries to try to dilute you or get you to tone it down, brother, mm -hmm. you know, and all this, like mm -hmm. just stay on fire. And yeah. that's, that's the key, I think, to great success. Amen. I know there's a lot of people that are, I'm just going to point it out too, uh, that um, this entire week, people have been pointing out, guests have been pointing out Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So yeah, it's just like, it's, it's uh, apparently God is wanting it on people's minds. So yeah, it's yeah. my shack, your shack and a bungalow. <laughs> oh that's good yeah so all right hey nathan how can people follow you obviously you know they can get your books which are there's a link in the description yeah but... definitely if you want to hear god really clear um pick up those books uh, partner with the ministry i mean it helps me to go all over the world and mm -hmm. preach in many places yeah. that people don't want to go like haiti and brazil and there's there's places across canada i'll be returning to um back to hawaii um but I've been traveling all over the nations, Asia. I loved Asia, by the way. That, you know, if you preach in Muslim nations, uh, it's amazing. There's such hunger. People want to get saved. Mm -hmm. And you're not allowed to, you know, make converts. But you can definitely talk about being a follower of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So you don't try to get people to become a Christian in a Muslim nation or it could be. Rit, rit, but, yeah. if you're, but if you present it the right way, then you're safe. And so I tell people, like, just do what God says and you'll be just fine. 
yeah. you know, just present it this way. Like Jesus loves you. He sees you. He has a great plan for your life. They don't have to become Christian means follower of Christ. Mm -hmm. So it, it just changing the language a little bit it, it, to be a Christian just means to follow Christ. So mm -hmm. you don't have to say become a Christian, change the language to follow Jesus. It's the same thing, but it's acceptable in that culture. So you have mm -hmm. to learn a little bit about the different areas and different places. But the way you can follow the ministry, uh, go on Nathan French Ministries. Uh, NathanFrenchMinistries.com is my personal ministry page. And then there's this um, Awaken the Planet. If you don't know about Awaken the Planet, it's AwakenThePlanet.com. I'm wearing my shirt, Awaken the Planet. Represent, That's my mission. Yeah. <laughs> I know God wants to wake up the whole planet to the reality. Revive mm -hmm. means make new to the reality that he makes all things new all the time. We do big mm -hmm. events, stadium events. Uh, if you guys want information about those, uh, we'll be doing another one right here in the Northwest next year. Uh, this one, this last one was huge. Uh, I mean, just an incredible result, an incredible response in the pastoral community. Mm -hmm. We had over a hundred uh, pastors and apostolic uh, leaders, presidents of ministries, literally shoulder to shoulder in that stadium Dude. at Lincoln Bowl High at, at that Lincoln Bowl uh, stadium in Tacoma. And I was just like, you know what? I've never seen this many pastors and apostolic fathers like literally together in one place. It was like the heavens were open wide, Amazing. mass uh, mass altar call. People came forward, got saved, healed, delivered. Uh, we were <laughs> baptizing people. We had tanks rode up. Uh, Sean Foyt came, you know, from a, uh, let us worship and and we had cindy jacobs and she was just doing just doing a great job and mm -hmm. a whole bunch of different movements kind of came together wow. for awaken the planet Amazing. so if you want information on that and, and the schedule just go to awakentheplanet.com and, and you can partner with us there as well mm -hmm. uh, but yeah i mean it's just exciting the rock revival center is the church it's our revival hub in tacoma so if you're in washington state and you want to join us uh, every saturday night and sunday morning uh, and all the information is there on the website, the Rock Revival Center, uh, dot com. And I hope to meet you guys soon. By the way, the next gen, the millennials, it's such a key. Like the people who've been around a long time, they're a key too. But there's something about when you get the strength of the young and the wisdom of the old and they join forces and they say, you know what, we're not going to restrict you. We're going to, we're just going to help fan your flame mm -hmm. because we want to honor the strength that you carry as the yeah. next gen. And man, I, I, for one, want to make disciples of all the nations, like the Bible says. Come so on. we can do this together. It's not something you have to be on your own. Uh, so don't, don't isolate in this season. Instead, stay close to God and get around people who have real biblical faith that are moving in miracle signs and wonders. Because if they're not, it's a waste of your time. Don't think you'll be the solution to go fix a dead church. It's dead because the pastors or the leaders aren't willing to allow the movement of the Holy Spirit. And that is not what you're meant to be a part of. You, every person who's listening to this broadcast, you should know you are called to a move of God. This is the third great awakening. And God wants you right in there, running the race Come with on. the other uh, soldiers. So get ready to see it. Mm. Amen, man. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, dude. <laughs> so, all right, everybody, that's our show. And remember uh, to sow into this broadcast. These guys are amazing. They're doing great things for the kingdom. So, sow into these guys. So, and we love you guys. Bless you, bro. Yeah, and thanks, we'll see brother. you soon. Thanks, brother. God bless. 
This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today. Thank you.